11 years running, this has been voted America's favorite radio game by the readers and viewers of Radio Game Quarterly. Used to be monthly. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's now an online publication. Scale back a little bit on the periodicals. Visit the studio. We don't display all 11, um, you know, covers that we've had, but we display a number of them because, you know, got to have some sort of ego wall. Yeah. Uh, free beer, hot wings, Steve Kelly, and Maitland behind the glass. Maitland made name that blank today. I did. So, um, let's see. There's, I see a theme is definitely available in here. Yes. Makes sense? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, we're going to play. Let's welcome our opponent, or not our opponents, but our contestants, Bob in Nashville and Genghis on Cape Cod. Hello, Genghis. Hello, Bob. Hello, Genghis. What? Hello. Hi, Genghis. 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 Dang it. When I looked at it, I thought, I know there's something about that. It's not Genghis like Khan. Genghis, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been on a couple times. I know, and you have to tell me every yeah, GD time, honestly, don't you? what was with your parents? <laughs> uh, they were hippies. I know. I mean, everybody learns that as Genghis. Uh, all right, Bob and Genghis, here's how this works. We give you a blank to name, and then we'll give you an audio clue that will help you name it. Buzz in with your name when you think you know it. Whoever gets the most right is your champion. You'll be the winner of a self-applied pat on the back. You both get lucky idiot accounts as well. Now, uh, you can only buzz in once per clue. If you hear Hot Wings or Kelly or Steve uh, buzz in, they are merely holding their spot if you guys can't get it. Okay? Cool. All right. Here we go. Number one, name the beer. Explain the bottle again. Well, I fill it with authentic Brilliant. Then we walk outside. Yes. Bring it to a party. Yes. And then we drink it. Drink beer as a party. Brilliant. What else are you working on? Remember how I used to open the bottle? Yes. Well, I have devised a gadget. Oh, that's okay, hot wings. I thought that I didn't God, think it would guys, get to I mean, you. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's Guinness. Yes. That's correct. It is Guinness. <laughs> that was such a that was such a smart, fun campaign with those animated dudes going, Brilliant. Brilliant. Obviously, it really stuck with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Guinness is hailed as the perfect diet drink. A pint of the good stuff contains only 198 calories. That's less than most light beers, wine, orange juice, or even low-fat milk. Boom! I love Guinness. Guinness. Just love it. As uh, Genghis's Gen- parents would say, Guinness. Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Give oh, a good Guinness. <laughs> Sorry, bud. That's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two. Name the mascot. We've got magic, too, you know. Ah, but can you make heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue? Genghis. Genghis. Uh, Lucky. The leprechaun. Correct. Genghis on the board with one. Pots of golden rainbows and me red balloons. Well, not exactly. (laughs) But like magic, we can make them disappear. Marshmallow. Oh, you'll never get me lucky charms. That's me. They changed the voice, didn't they? Somebody probably died. That's been the character for like 500 years. So they didn't, didn't fire the guy. He's like, I'm old. And then he's dead. And you can't be, oh, look at the Irish anymore. Not so lucky. Lucky the leprechaun was once impeached from the mascot office in 1975. General Mills tested out Waldo the wizard, a forgetful sorcerer who misplaced his lucky charms in every commercial and used the catchphrase, Ibble dibble delicious. 
Ibble dibble delicious. Ibble dibble delicious. It's called Lucky Charms, and you replaced the leprechaun with a wizard. Oh, and he's a creepy fat wizard. But he only did it in New England markets. Boston kids apparently had no time for the absent-minded warlock. By the way, after Ibble dibble delicious, Maitland wrote, "Good luck with that one, Drippy G." (laughs) Not wrong. If it was a real word, I'd have screwed it up. But Ibble. since it was gibberish, right down the Ibble, right down the pike. Dibble delicious. Ibble de bibble delicious. That is good. All right, uh, let's see. Jengus won. Jot wings won. Here we go. Number three. <laughs> Name the bar. Uh, uh, Jengus. Jengus. A bar from It's Always Sunny. I can't think of the name. Mm, Too bad it's not called Name the TV Show Where a Bar Is, because you would have been in the lead. Bob. Bob. Cheers. Not cheers. Nope. Nope. Well, that would have been weird if that also took place there. Anybody else? I don't know. No. I don't know the name of the bar. That's terrible. All right. Patty's Pub. Real life married couple. Rob McElhaney plays Mac. Caitlin Olson, who plays Sweet D. Is that where your hamster got its name, Maitland? It is. It's not after what you're into. Actually, I own a real <laughs> bar in Philadelphia after a few of McElhaney's high school friends floated the idea of buying a bar. He and Olson agreed to fund the sports bar, Max Tavern, which opened in 2010. Man, that show, what a franchise that has become. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was all people liked it, and then it just became like institutional. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Number four, name the redhead. Once I make my move, Kelly, the queen will take me. Then you're free to check the king. No. No! Bob. What is it? Bob. Uh, Ron Weasley. Correct! Ronald Weasley! <laughs> is that how you say it? He's That's going it. to sacrifice himself. <laughs> uh, we also- not you, not Harry, not Hermione, <laughs> me! <laughs> Yeah, poor Ron. Just wanted purpose. <laughs> was he a good guy? Yeah. 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 He was one of the trio of friends. Okay. I don't know. It's all new to me. Uh, or Rupert Grant. That's the actor, right? Yeah. Because he was really redheaded. 16 years ago, Neil Ciceraga created the Potter Puppet Pals series, which took the internet by storm. One installment stood apart from the rest, the mysterious ticking noise. Although it was supposed to be a Harry Potter characters in puppet form sniffing out a bomb, the video proved to be much more with over 200 million views on YouTube today. Number five, name the illusion. Whoa, that's a full all the way. Double Oh my God. Jengus. It's a du- Jengus. Double rainbow. We'll accept that. Yes. Let's hear a little more of it. It's a double all the way. Whoa. That's so intense. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What a joy that guy was. That's Paul Bear Vasquez rose to minor fame with his joy overseeing that double rainbow. So much so he appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Daniel Tosh, Tosh.0, the free beer and hot wing show, and an ads for Microsoft and Smartwater, even in an in-flight safety video for Delta Airlines. Bear sadly passed away at the age of 57 back in May of 2020. Uh, just after entering Fat Bear Week, mm. he was. And now he's dead. Dead right. serious about rainbows. <laughs> Number six. 
By the way, Genghis 2, Hot Wings 1, Bob 1. Number six, name the sidekick. What do you think of this heat? Oh, hot to the clip. <laughs> it's hotter than two pigs fighting over a chili pepper. You see, whenever it gets really hot outside, he has a strange allergic oh, reaction nice. that turns him into an old southern gentleman. Oh, pshaw. <laughs> I'm really worried that becoming more southern by the second. I hope it's over soon. I ain't afraid of you, serpent. <laughs> <laughs> you may attempt to leave, but your venom cannot penetrate me. <laughs> we have to focus on getting heat allergy under control and just hope this doesn't get any. I'm beginning to think you boys don't want to go to Regis. <laughs> get away. Andy Richter. I mean, I knew you were going to get it eventually. I wanted to hear more of that, though. I never heard that. I think he is underrated funny, Andy Richter. He's My hilarious. goodness. He is really funny. Um, I've mentioned this before, but he told a story on a podcast one time where when um, the show with Conan got big, um, the guys from Kiss were on there. And he was a lifetime Kiss fan. And so they were coming to Chicago where he's from and they invited them out and he got backstage passes. And he told the story like this is one of the first times I ever felt like a big celebrity, you know. So they go out, they're near the front and uh, they get shout outs from Gene and Paul. And then they go back in the dressing room afterwards and um, not in the dressing room, but like where the food service is. Mm hmm. And Andy and his wife and two other friends are sitting there eating. And um, I think it was Paul Stanley who came in, but it might have been Ace Fraley. One of those two came in and was pissed that there were other people where they were eating and lost their mind. And it wasn't just Andy and them. It was a bunch of other sort of hangers on and, other and drifters backstage and like kicked over things and knocked a sterno on the floor where they thought it was going to start a fire and raise three kinds of hell. And Andy told it as well. So we're just sitting there trying to hide in plain sight. And like, what do you do? And then he, he's ranting and yelling like MF and get out and blah. And so the management comes in and clears everybody out, but they tell Andy and his wife that they can stay. And then he sits that Paul sits down at the table, starts to eat. And without looking up, just went, sorry, Andy. <laughs> like, I kind of lost my crap for a moment like there. He's actually embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know I was going to know someone in here yeah. when I lost my mind. <laughs> All right, number seven. Oh, let me go back to that one. Andy Richter. Legend has it that Potatoes O'Brien was the brainchild of an early 20th century New York City restaurant owner who went by the name Beef Stew O'Brien. His idea was to give color and kick to a skillet of fried potatoes by adding a handful of diced peppers and pimentos. Mm. Number seven, name the liquor. Don't kill me. I've got so much to give. Easy now, fuzzy little man, Peach. Hmm? You have a drunk <laughs> from a shoe? What? You want to come to a club where people wee on each other? No. I'm going to hurt you. I know this Excuse clip. Me? I don't know. I like Kelly. you. Bob. Bob. Jägermeister. Incorrect. It's more German. Yeah. It's old Greg, and he's talking about... Genghis. Genghis. Jameson? Incorrect. Is it gin? No. You ever drink gin? Bob. Uh, Bob, I'll give you another shot. Bob. Jameson. No, still no. <laughs> Steve. All right. Steve. All right. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Jameson. Nope, not Jameson. Anybody else? Kelly? Kelly? Jameson. 
Jameson? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. That is incorrect. Mm. Hot wings. Hot wings. Gameson. No, it's not Gameson, <laughs> but I like the way you're jinking. Jamesons. <laughs> Who said that? I will Bob. kick you in your back. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Bailey's. Under oh. Irish law passed uh, in 2008, right. three you're alcoholic. Right, right. I know I am. Three alcoholic <laughs> hey, drinks, yeah. Irish whiskey, Irish cream, and Irish poitine can be labeled and sold as such only if they originate in Ireland. Bailey's, the first Irish cream, falls under the purview of those regulations. It's both produced oh, and bottled Bailey, yeah. only, okay, only in Ireland. I love having little Baileys in my coffee around Christmas time. Yeah, mm. and Christmas lasts all year. Number eight, <laughs> name the vegetable. Love, we've been chewed, kicked, drooled on. Just look at my pocketbook. Hmm, well, here's the thing, sweet You ain't leaving Sunnyside. Jenkins. Bob. Potato. Correct. What else? Damn. Last year, Guinness World Records informed two New Zealand gardeners they did not actually have a record-breaking potato. Pictures and a specimen confirmed it was a tuber from a gourd, and in fact, not a potato. The record for world's largest actual potato remains a hotel in Idaho by Peter Glazebrook, a United <laughs> Kingdom resident who grew a spud weighing 11 pounds in 2011, but is two stories tall. Number nine, name the actor. <laughs> If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. To be nice. If he won't walk, Bob. walk him. Bob. Patrick Swayze. Correct. Emergency visits to the dentist Ooh. spike 64% across the country the day after St. Patrick's Day, apparently from drunken revelers knocking each other's teeth out. Worst offenders? Delaware, Mississippi, Maryland, and Nebraska as they see a jump of more than 150% in dental visits, while Vermonters, relatively tame. Hmm. Last one. Name the attack maneuver. Genghis. Steve. Genghis for the win. Dropkick. Dropkick is correct. Yes. I initially thought of Irish whip before you did anything. And uh, I, go, I don't know how to apply this. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. <laughs> That's me on Name That Tune every week. Kelly gives the theme. I think of three songs and then assume everyone she plays is going to be that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you to Bob and Genghis. Both lucky idiots now. Dropkick. Dropkick Murphys. After being barred from playing in Boston, Dropkick Murphy spent the next few St. Patrick days as the opening act for shows in cities like Seattle and New York. The Dropkicks didn't play a St. Patrick's Day show in Boston until 2001 when their tour happened to come to town. The chance booking snowballed into an annual affair as the band added more and more shows to their holiday lineup. There you go. That was a good round, Maitland. That was. Everybody satisfied with that round? Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. About booze. We made fun of you zero times. I know it. I appreciate that. You're gonna have to do something else later. We got to get it out of our system. (laughs) You get a free one. Okay. What you got? (laughs) Yeah. Needs to be organic. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you're not expecting it is really what I mean.